here with me when Sarah leaves and these folks leave. You know, Sarah's married in October. I hope you'll be praying that the Lord will bring someone uh, to fill in the gap. And uh, obviously, God takes care of his church. But we've had some really good, as a matter of fact, a lot of preachers that have come through our way have said, preachers of, of significant-sized churches have said, you know, your music at your church is way better than the music at our church. And uh, so I hope you'll pray that the Lord will fill the void. Philippians chapter number 4 is where we are in our Bibles uh, this morning. Um, let me say one other thing. Because of the wedding in October, I've had to do some juggling of my personal schedule. I was slotted to preach for a church in the Georgia area. Uh, every year I take a couple opportunities to preach out. We ask other pastors to come and preach here for us. And uh, so I was slotted in October. I actually have shifted that to next week. So next Sunday, uh, Brother Callahan, our missionary with IPM, will be preaching for Sunday school and the morning service. And Brother Charles DeCipio is going to be preaching in the evening service next Sunday. We will be in the Atlanta, Georgia area Sunday and on Wednesday preaching. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday. And so we leave the end of this week uh, for that journey. So I hope you'll pray for us that the Lord will use us to be a blessing. I got a call this week or last week from a friend at a church and I told him, I said, I can't miss a Sunday. All right. Just so you know, I don't I don't try not to miss too many Sundays. I will miss a Sunday at the end of September. Um, that has been slotted for some time as well. Uh, but I got a call from a guy that in, uh, asked me to do a soul winning clinic, visitation, soul winning clinic. And of course, we do outreach Sunday here and outreach Saturday I was excited about it. He said, you know, we need some training, we need some help. And uh, so I told him, I said, if you'll do it on a Wednesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I'll do it for you. I don't know when that'll be, sometime in October. Um, but, it, you know, we want to be a blessing to people. We want to be a blessing to other churches and help other churches as other churches have helped us. And uh, so it's always a joy to be used of the Lord in whatever way that we can be used of Him in. Last Sunday morning, and quite frankly, all day last Sunday, I got impressed of the Lord that we need to uh, come back. Sometimes it's hard to keep a theme before us. And I got impressed of the Lord as I sat down here and listened to the special and looked over here at our two uh, banners here. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And I felt impressed of the Lord. Uh, I am not going to preach the same message, though if I did, half of you have forgotten it. Probably more than half of you have forgotten it already. And I am going to use, I think, if it comes up here, boom, the same slide. How about that? I'm ahead of myself. Whoa, 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 we'll get back there. I can't give you the answers yet. There we go. Um, I'm not going to preach the same message. However, I'm going to review the same message. And uh, I want to take this verse and apply it into our lives afresh and anew. This has been our theme verse uh, for this year, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, Stephen, if you don't mind giving me a little more light here. Uh, I'm a little bit old. There we go. Now I can see better <laughs> my notes here. Any of you notice that have, wear reading glasses, that if you go outside uh, in, in the summer times, I love to sit out on the little back. It's not a porch. It's kind of a patio type thing and read my Bible. And I have I figured out that with the daylight outside, I can see better. Any of you, you know, so you feel younger if you can take your reading glasses off and read outside, okay? 
Up here, I feel like about 100 because the, the, the light is really bad, and I can have big fonts on my notes, and it still doesn't work. Um, but anyway, uh, there's a little tip to help you feel younger. What does that have to do with this verse? Nothing. Um, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. This verse is really the key to the Christian life. If you've ever been frustrated in your Christian life, it is because you have not allowed this verse to do its work in your life. The Apostle Paul is writing to a, in a prison-type situation. Philippians, written to the church at Philippi, is what we know as a prison epistle. So it was written while he was in a time of imprisonment, which helps us as we look at the contents of this, this book. You know, really the theme of the book of Philippians really is about joy. How can somebody write about joy being imprisoned for doing something uh, that God wanted them to do and for not doing anything wrong? We do not see in the Apostle Paul's attitude an attitude of it's not fair, it's not right. No, we see in him an attitude uh, of joy because why? Because he had learned that he could do all things through Christ, which strengthened him. In January, when we looked at this verse, we broke it down into three parts. We said, number one, the I can are words that speak of possibility. Often, we can find ourselves saying, I can't. Someone says, hey, come on Outreach Sunday and go out and we're going to witness to people. And immediately we can find ourselves saying, I can't do that. Somebody says, hey, we're going to have a testimony service. We want you to testify and tell of the goodness of God on your life. And though you would say, God's been good to me, we often find ourselves saying, I can't give a testimony. Then we say, hey, would you sing a special? I can't. Sing a special. By the way, there's a difference between I can't and I won't. I can't is I, I'm focusing on my inability. I won't is exercising my will in disobedience to something that God wants me to do. When we recognize when we got saved that Christ moved in, I can. I can. I can do what God has called me to do. And that takes us to the second aspect of this verse by way of review. Uh, this, this verse speaks not only of possibility, it speaks of purpose. We think about the apostle. He says, I can do all things. Now, obviously, if you decided today that you would like to find the largest building in Philadelphia, and you asked me, Pastor, where is the largest building in Philadelphia, and I told you where it was. I don't know where it is. Jeannie probably does. She rolls it right off the top of her head. It's this building. And you say, hey, I want that. And I said, why? And you say, well, I can do all things. And by the grace of God, I'm going to jump off that building this afternoon. I'd say, hold on, time out, time out. The all things speaks of purpose, and that purpose is the will of God for our lives. Uh, the I can isn't I can jump off buildings, right? I'm not, we're not Superman. But the I can is I can fulfill God's purpose for my life. And when we think about that, to me, that is really encouraging. We'll see today, sometimes 
God allows us to go through some challenges in life. And we can find ourselves saying humanly, I can't. I can't bear this. And with Christ, we can. And so it's a verse that speaks of purpose. And then thirdly, and this is where we want to look at our attention here today, is I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And this word we looked at was power. It speaks of power, the ability of God to do what he is asking of me through me. Let me say that again. It is the ability of God to do what he is asking of me through me. God enables us through the power of his spirit to obey him. God does not ask us to do anything without coming alongside and helping us with it. Do you remember what Jesus told the disciples in John chapter 15? Jesus said this, Without me, ye can do nothing. And so often we find ourselves frustrated in our Christian life because we're trying to live the Christian life in the power of the flesh. We're trying to live the Christian life, and sometimes it might mean doing what's right. Sometimes it might mean being a witness, maybe responding properly in our home. If I'm going to respond properly, if I'm going to live the Christian life as it ought to be lived, I cannot do it without him. That's why I'm so excited. When you, get, when you trust Christ as Savior, he moves in. The Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit moves in, and he will live the Christian life through you. That means this. I don't have to focus on what am I supposed to do? Where's my do? If I do, if I do this, I'm right with God. I do these ten things, and I have my devotions, and I, I look okay, and I haven't sworn today, and I haven't. It's not about that. The Christian life is not about a list of do's and don'ts. It's about a relationship with God, and it's really about yielding yourself to God. Today, Lord, I can't do it, but you live in me, and I am yielding myself to you that you might live the Christian life through me. You heard about the old person that was frustrated, and, and he's frustrated with somebody, and he looked at him and he said, I love you in the Lord, but I hate you in the flesh, you know? Our flesh responds improperly. But if we'll yield to the Spirit of God, He will live the Christian life through us. So what I want to do this morning is I want to look at five statements that the Apostle Paul made. The first one is this one. And I want to take you to another passage of Scripture. The verses are going to be up here so you don't get lost, okay? And I'm going to look at a statement that he made and then an illustration that I find helpful and I want to give us five statements that I find helpful as we think about this matter of all things through Christ. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll read the scripture here in Philippians 4, and we'll get started. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for the music, how it prepares hearts for the preaching of the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for drawing us close to you. And now, Lord, we're asking you to speak to our hearts. Lord, as we remember afresh and anew our theme verse for this year. Glorify yourself, Lord, we pray. I ask that you would use me as your servant. I pray that you would uh, just speak to hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians 4, beginning in verse number 11. I want us to see this. We'll get a running start before we get to the, our text verse. The Bible says this, 
not that I speak in respect of, in respect of want. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Number one, I want us to see this morning or remind ourselves this morning Through Christ, I can handle life's challenges. The I can do all things through Christ comes after he communicates concerning uh, being able to be abased and abound. What is he saying? He's saying there are times in my life when things are going good. There are times in my life where I'm experiencing plenty and I'm seeing uh, my needs being met. There are other times, however, in my life where I find myself in need where I find myself faced with challenges in life. And no matter what happens, whether I'm abased or I abound, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I want you to turn over to Acts chapter number 14. Acts chapter number 14 was a challenging time in the Apostle Paul's life. As a matter of fact, we can find many challenging times in the Apostle Paul's life. We didn't have to go far to recognize that he faced challenges. By the way, let me say this while you're turning to Acts chapter 14. I was reading this week in Jeremiah. I'm reading chronologically through the Bible, and uh, you, you go all over. It's not like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. No, you might be in, in uh, Genesis today and Job tomorrow, and I'm in the middle of Jeremiah. And I'm reading in the middle of Jeremiah, and I read a verse that struck me. Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 20 and verse 14, Cursed be the day wherein I was born. And I thought about this. Jeremiah, the great prophet of God that wrote the book of Jeremiah, had challenges in his life where he said, I wish I wasn't even born. Life got so hard for him, he said, curses the day that I was born. Maybe I wish I was even aborted. I thought, as I, I didn't have to go far. I thought about some other Bible characters. Do you know in Job chapter 10 and verse 11, he said, chapter 10 and verse 1, he said, my soul is weary of life. Job, the great man of God, Job. Hey, Job got to a point in his life where, hey, the challenges of life were pretty difficult. I thought about Elijah in 1 Kings 19, where the Bible says he sat down and he requested that he might die. Wait a minute, we're talking about Elijah, the great prophet of God. The man that was used of God to perform miracles and to make an an impact as he ministered to Israel. He's finding himself here requesting that he might die. You see why? Because life has challenges. Life is harder than we are. It's difficult. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. You say, I don't understand it all. I don't either. That's how God designed it. But God designed life to work through Christ, which strengtheneth. Us. In Acts chapter 14, the Apostle Paul is stoned. And the scripture says in verse 19 of Acts 14, And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, 
drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. They left him for dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up, came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel in that city, hold on, hold on, hold on. You see, Pastor, you're telling me the Apostle Paul was preaching the word of God. They took him, they threw stones at him. He laid out, and they thought, this guy is dead, he's in bad shape, we've killed him, bye. They leave. The disciples, they get around him, and he wakes up and realizes, oh, he's okay. And the next day, he gets up and goes and keeps preaching? How does he do that? How does he handle the challenges of life? Through Christ, which strengthened him. I don't know the challenges that you're going through this morning that you've been facing this week or this month. For all of us, they're a little bit different. But I can say this, if you've been born of, of a woman, and I think that's all of us, you have a few challenges in your life. And you know what? The way God has designed for us to handle the challenges of life is through Christ, which strengthens us. I can handle life's challenges through Christ. I want you to turn to 1 Timothy chapter number 1. And I want you to see what he made, a comment uh, that, Timothy, that Paul made, writing to Timothy, his preacher boy. And I want us to see what he says here to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter number 1. And we're going to look at verse number 12. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 12. Here are our passages. We'll look at 1 Corinthians 2 in just a minute. I want us to see, secondly, I can be a blessing to others through Christ. Through Christ, I can be a blessing to others. Look at what he says to Timothy here, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry... And I wasn't a guy that was really worthy because, verse 13, who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, injurious, but I obtained mercy because he did it ignorantly and unbelief, and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant. Now, wait a second. He's writing to Timothy, and he's saying this to Timothy, God is the one that hath enabled me and put me in the ministry. I didn't deserve it. I had a really bad past. I mean, I was kind of a mess in my past. But God had mercy, and it was the grace or the divine enablement of God that put me in the ministry and that helped me to be a blessing to other people. Do you know your life can count for eternity? You know, life's just not about what I do today and what I do for me today and, and how, uh, uh, how convenient things are for me today. No, your life can impact people for eternity, not your, not your own personality, not your own ability. No, 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 no. When people see your flesh, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. But when people interact with you and they see Jesus in you, that impacts them for eternity. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And he makes a statement that I think is a statement of humility. 
I think it's a statement really, though, that reflects what we're talking about here this morning as we think concerning impacting others, as we think concerning loving one another, as we think concerning our ministry to others. 1 Corinthians 2, he says this, And brethren, when I came to you, not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything of you, um, anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with uh, enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What's he saying? When I came to you, and by the way, we see the Apostle Paul as some a bold and, and big, huge, strong guy. We understand he was kind of a, a smaller guy, and he had some uh, uh, weaknesses in his own life. He didn't always go there bold and ready to... No, no, no. He had Christ, and Christ was his power, and Christ is who enabled him to impact other people and to take a stand. And when he came to the church at Corinth, he said, I came and I was in weakness and I was fearful and trembling. And you may, you may go out this week and you've got a gospel tract and your knees are, are, are shaking a little and you're a little scared. Your heartbeat is racing a little before you knock on a door to tell someone about Jesus. But do you know what? Christ is our strength. And I came to you and I didn't come to you uh, bold. I came to you in fear. And Christ's power was made evident. I can be a blessing to others through Christ, which strengthens me. Some people, I have to be honest with you, some people are easier to be a blessing to than other people. Some people are, some people are drainers. I mean, you get around them and it's like, it's like a power outage, you know. Other people you get around, and it's like they plugged you into the socket, and you're like, you know. But whether they're a drainer or, um, I was going to say an upper, but we don't want to talk about uppers. Uh, uh, whether they, they lift you or put you down, hey, we have to fulfill the work of the ministry. And through Christ, I can be a blessing to others. Number three, through Christ. I can do right. We're in Galatians chapter 2. We've got five in case you're keeping track. So we're halfway there just about. And uh, we'll get you out in time before the, uh, uh, you know, the Methodists get out. You'll get first in the line there at Ron's if you go to Ron's. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Paul says this, right into the church of Galatia. I am crucified with Christ Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And really, some of the context here is, do we find favor with God by obeying the law? And we know the scripture, scripture says no. What's Paul saying this? He's saying, it's not I, but Christ that lives through me. Hey, we can do what's right because of the Christ that lives in you. Do you know that God never sins? God never sins. He never does anything wrong. As a matter of fact, the one that lives in you 
can we say his first name is Holy Spirit. And if we will allow Christ to live the Christian life through us, we sin when we get on the throne, when we allow our flesh to be in control. But if I live yet not I, but Christ, and I let Christ be in control, when I'm faced with temptation, Christ is going to say, no. I'm amazed with the resolve of Paul in Acts chapter 21. You can turn there if you want. The scriptures are up there so you don't get lost here. Acts chapter number 21. I'm amazed at his resolve. Those that love him um, want him to stay and, and not to go to Jerusalem. And, and he's burdened to go. And in verse number 11, when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up. Paul, please don't go to Jerusalem. Please, we love you. You're going to get killed there. Paul answering, What mean you to weep, to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus, hey, this is what God's called me to do. I have to go to Jerusalem. Yes, if I'm going to be bound and put in prison and killed, I have to do it. Why? Because Christ, it's his will. What gave him the ability? The Christ that lived in him. Number four, I want you to see this. Through Christ, I can respond correctly to suffering. You go to 2 Corinthians 11. I'll read 2 Corinthians 4 on the way, all right? Go to 2 Corinthians 11. I'll go to 2 Corinthians 4. The statement he makes in 2 Corinthians 4 is a tremendous statement. Verse number 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. What tremendous truth. For we which live always to deliver unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Second Corinthians chapter 11 is the illustration, really, of what the Apostle Paul went through. You're familiar with this, but we have to ask ourselves, why? <laughs> why did he allow himself to go through so much suffering? How did he do it? I'm convinced that when we compare our suffering to his suffering, we're not suffering at all. I mean, someone slamming the door on you when you try to give them the gospel isn't really suffering. I'm sorry, it's not suffering. <laughs> We've had it easy here in America. We've had it good in America. We've been free to be able to communicate truth. And the sad thing is a lot of Christians just don't. They get up, they go to work, they do their thing day after day, week after week, and never spread the gospel in a free country. It might be good for us to not be a free country. Maybe we'd get more excited about sharing the gospel. You know what happened when persecution came to the early church? The Bible says the believers were scattered everywhere, and the gospel went forth in power. You think about that. Now, we can be very complacent. 
You think all things are going wrong. Maybe God is allowing things to happen in our country so that we'll get off dead center and we'll get excited about serving him and communicating him to other people. I don't know. But you think about the suffering that he went through. And I'll just get started here. And then I'll, I'll, I don't want to take too long here this morning. You look at verse number 24. The Jews five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten in journeyings, verse 26, in perils of robber. Verse 27, in weariness and painfulness, in fastings, in cold and nakedness. Verse 20, if I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. And we read in chapter 12, God's grace is sufficient his divine enablement is what got him through this suffering he didn't quit he kept on keeping on number five and lastly through christ i can become like jesus you ever feel like man i just can't change these bad habits man i just can't change i'm stuck that's not true that's not true at all we can become like Jesus in Colossians chapter number one and verse number 27, the Bible says this. And again, there's so many tremendous truths that we could uh, look at. Uh, Colossians one and verse 27, uh, the Bible says to whom God would make known what is the exceeding, what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory which we preach, wanting every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, mature in Christ, to be like Christ, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. When the Spirit of God moved into you, he rolled up his sleeves, we could say, and he said, I'm going to conform this person into the image of Jesus. You know, we think about our weaknesses and our frailties. Sometimes we're our worst enemy. I'm not talented. I'm not abil- I'm, I don't have the ability. I don't know how to talk to people. I'm really kind of shy. I'm an introvert, whatever our excuse might be. And the reality is Christ is in you, and he is the hope of you letting your light shine and glorifying glory, glorifying your Father, which is in heaven. Many Christians live frustrated Christian lives because they fail to put into practice a very basic verse that we all learn early on in our Christian life. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Christ is in you this morning. And Christ will enable us to handle the challenges of life. He will enable us to do what is right. He will enable us to handle and respond correctly to suffering. He will enable us to be like Jesus. Let's let him. Let's let him. Let's say to him today, Lord, I can do all things through Christ. Lord, I yield myself to you to let you live the Christian life through me and help me in any one of these areas that you're facing challenges. Lord, we love you today.